0: Now, it is my pleasure to present to you No Spin Homilies. In today's Gospel, Jesus tells us the parable of the unjust steward. Now, this is a very strange story, and yet it teaches us some good lessons to help us grow in the spiritual life. Now, Many of Jesus' parables were difficult to understand at first hearing, and they were meant to be that way. Parables are strange stories, one in which we have to go over them again and again and again. It's kind of like peeling an onion. You peel one layer away and then another and another. Well, when we go over these parables again and again and again, God's hidden wisdom and truth is suddenly revealed to us. Now, these parables always have these different twists and turns and always an unexpected ending. More to it, Jesus's parables help us to think about the world and even life itself in a different way, maybe even to turn it upside down. Well, today's parable of the unjust steward is a great example of this. This parable is set in the world of economics. Now, when you look at all four of the Gospels and you study the parables that Jesus taught, roughly about one-third of the parables are about agriculture, farming and planting. Another one-third are about economics. That's because Jesus is speaking to people in terms in which they understand. We have to realize the audience that Jesus is preaching to are farmers and tradesmen, small business owners they understand the context in which these parables are set in. Also remember, Jesus grew up in a world of trade and economy. Joseph, his stepfather, was a carpenter. We would refer to him as a small business owner. And so he probably taught Jesus how trade and barter is a necessary part of life. And so we have this parable of the unjust steward. The steward is in charge or entrusted with managing his master's money. And the master finds out that the steward has been caught with his hand in the till. He's been stealing or squandering the master's property. Well, the master finds out about this, and immediately he fires the steward. And the steward panics. Now, remember, in the ancient world, there was no social safety nets. The steward could not apply for unemployment insurance. There was no social security. There was no Medicare or Medicaid. This man was facing losing everything. First, he lost his job and an income. Potentially, he could lose his house, even his very life. Unless this man had wealthy relatives or parents, he was in serious trouble. This man was in dire straits. So what does he do next? It says, The steward said to himself, What shall I do? Now that the master is taking the position of steward away from me, I am not strong enough to dig, and I am ashamed to beg. So he assesses his situation, his prospects of future employment. Now we have some ideas of what prospects he is looking for as far as work. He is living in a small town, and we all know in small towns, everyone knows everyone, and everyone knows everyone's business. And so the odds of this man getting another job like the one he was fired from is very remote. And so, this man is looking at a complete change in careers. Notice, he's left with some hard choices. He says to himself, I'm too old to dig ditches and I'm too proud to beg. Now, we come to the realization of how dire his straits are. What does he do next? He calls the debtors of his master and he starts reducing their amounts. Notice what it says. The first he said, How much do you owe my master? He replied, One hundred measures of olive oil. He said to him, Here is your promissory note. Sit down and quickly write only fifty. Then to another, The steward asked, And how much do you owe? He replied, One hundred cores of wheat. The steward said to him, Here is your promissory note. Write one for eighty. Well, he's doing this for the express purpose of trying to make friends. The steward knows... Now that he's left or been fired, he's going to be out in the streets looking for work. And maybe these people will take pity upon him and give him either work or provide him with a meal. Now, in many ways, this is a sleazy way to make friends. More to it, this man is compounding his immorality. And yet what is so odd? The master commends the steward in acting prudently. Worse yet, Jesus appears to make this steward the hero of the story. Despite the actions that are contrary to the gospel, this man cheats, he lies, he steals. It seems that Jesus is praising this clever criminal. And so it makes no sense. So what are we to make of this? Well, this parable is really about urgency and preparedness. Notice, Jesus doesn't praise the dishonesty of the steward. Rather, He praises the cleverness of the steward in acting decisively in a moment of crisis. And so, the steward helps us or gives us some lessons to apply in our own spiritual life. The first lesson is the steward clearly sees how dire his situation is. He doesn't ignore it. Well, we have to have spiritual clarity ourselves. We have to see our spiritual state we're in. Mother Teresa always said she thought the greatest, deadliest sin was sloth. Yeah, sloth, which really is the attitude of, I don't care. I don't care about my spiritual state. I don't care about where I am in spiritual life. I just don't care. Well, we have to have great clarity in our spiritual state and where we are, and if necessary, to act upon it. A good example of this is the 12-step program in which addicts, whatever they are addicted to, they have to first bottom out. They have to wake up, see with great clarity that they have a problem, admit to it. They have to say to themselves, okay, I realize I have a problem with eating or gambling or drinking or alcohol. Once they, with great clarity, admit they have a problem, then they begin the work They begin the work to change and take the 12 steps. Well, that's a great lesson for us all. We have to see with great clarity, great spiritual clarity, how we are doing in the spiritual life. And we can't ignore that. Another lesson that we can take from this unjust steward is we have to assess how we're doing in the spiritual life. Just like the steward assessed the jobs that he could or could not do, he said to himself, you know, I can't dig ditches, I'm too old, and I can't beg. Well, we have to do the same thing. We are compelled to be brutally honest with ourselves. There's no room for self-deception. will give you a great example of this. A person, say a man, who for years and years, he's eaten a poor diet, nothing but fast food. He never exercises, he smokes on a regular basis, he suddenly has a heart attack. Well, in that event of having a heart attack, now he has to be very honest with himself. There's no room for self-deception. He says to himself, you know, I've got to change my lifestyle. If I don't, I'll have another heart attack and I may die from that heart attack. So he begins to change. He starts exercising, he changes his diet and stops smoking. Well, I think that's what Jesus likes about this unjust steward. The steward is honest with himself. He assesses his situation, and then he changes. It's a great lesson for us all. From time to time, we have to do some soul searching, assess how we're doing in the spiritual life. We may say to ourselves, you know, I really need to pray. Pray more often, every day. Or we say, you know, I really need to put more trust in God. I'm dealing with a lot of challenges in my life. I need to turn those things over to God and allow God, trust God, that he will take care of them. Or we may say, you know, I need to develop a better stewardship lifestyle and share more of my prosperity and prayers and talent in my church or my parish. And so we take a very clear assessment of how we're doing. Another lesson that we can take from this unjust steward is that the steward He sees his life with great clarity. He assesses that he's in a crisis and has very few options in work. And what does he do? He acts upon it. The stewardship, he changes his life. He does it in a very ruthless and criminal way, but he acts. He seizes the moment, and he tries to correct his situation. Well, apply that to the spiritual life. We must see our life very clearly. And then we assess with great honesty how we are doing the spiritual life. Maybe, yes, we need to pray more, go to Mass on a regular basis, engage a lifestyle of stewardship. Okay, good, great. Well, now act upon it and act decisively. Don't put it off until tomorrow or maybe next week because we're too preoccupied with other things in our life. No, we act upon it. See, this is why I think Jesus really loved this parable. And I can only imagine when Jesus was telling this parable that he had a big smile on his face because he enjoyed how an unjust servant can now teach us how to grow in the spiritual life. And he does. First, we have to see our life with great clarity. St. Thomas Aquinas said the goal for every Catholic is to become a saint. A saint. Maybe not an uppercase saint in our church, but a lowercase saint, living out our faith to the best of our abilities each and every day of our life. We must assess with great honesty how we're doing in the spiritual life. We may say to ourselves, okay, I need some work there and maybe some work over there. Well, good, that's okay. Now act upon it. Don't put it off. See, when we do those things, Then we become the person that God created us to be. Often I give you that quote from St. Irenaeus, God is glorified when the human being is fully alive. Well, when are we fully alive? When we become the person that God created us to be. And that's beautiful. And see, what's so amazing and ironic about this story, and even funny, is that we need this unjust steward to help us grow and become the person that God created us to be and grow in holiness. And may the grace and the peace of Jesus Christ rest upon you always.